All right, so today we have the great pleasure of getting to know Claudia Phillips. Um, this is our first time formally meeting, although we've been connected through social media for a while. And every time I see you post something, I am hearting it, I am liking it, I'm loving it. I just am loving who you are and what you're up to. Um, so my first question to you is, Claudia, who are you and what are you up to for the audience who doesn't yet know you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Colette. And I'm so glad to be connecting with you live on this podcast because I know we've been sort of, yeah, like Facebook flirting for a while. And it's so good to like connect face to face, heart to heart and share, share the love and share the magic. So I am Claudia Phillips. I work with primarily women to call in a, an ecstatic everlasting union with their beloved and I also work with, I'm moving more towards working with married women to bring their marriages off the edge. So bring it off the brink of divorce because I am a deep believer in marriage. I am a deep proponent of marriage. I think there's nothing more beautiful than that union, that sacred container of the masculine and feminine and coming together to co-create something greater than the sum of its parts, which to me, what is all about? That's what marriage is all about. So yeah, that's what I do in a nutshell. Amazing. Amazing. And I just want to dive right in because I've got some big questions. Obviously, the name of this podcast is Let's Get Naked. And my intention with this conversation is to get your perspective on some some of these more intimate, intimate in terms of, sure, we can go down the path. Obviously, you're in this field. We can go down the path of actual physical intimacy, but the intimacy that I am uh, referring to primarily here is the type of intimacy that we have with our, you call it your higher self, you call it God, call it source energy, yeah. the universe, what have you, right? So within that um, space, the, the one of the questions that um, comes up for me and that has been an ongoing, I'm, I just turned 49, so it's been like 40 years, maybe not since I was nine, but anyway, a long, long ongoing uh, investigation, if you will, into the topic, the concept of love. Yes. So, let's talk about love, girl. And from your yes. perspective, just, just, just flow with, with the topic of love. <laughs> oh my good. Oh my goodness. Um, love. Yeah. I mean, it's, kind of coming from like a quantum metaphysical perspective. And I love talking about that stuff as well, if you want to kind of go in that direction, because I know that's what, you know, sort of the stuff that you cover a lot. Um, but for me, like love is the, it's it's the base of of this reality that we live in. I mean, we you can say God is love, right? And it is it is the the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of this universe. It's the foundation of this beyond this universe, this multiverse, yeah. it's, it's the foundation of everything. And when we can start experiencing life through that lens of like infinite goodness or infinite love, it's like, it's such a game changer, right? Because we're no longer at war with ourselves. We're no longer at war with um, the world. We're no longer yeah. at war, war with God or divinity. We're no longer at war with men it's like we can come back to this place of rest and trust and like that there is this ultimate reality of love and goodness that is beyond anything and it's more powerful than anything it's more powerful than um 
any wounding that we have, any fragmentation that we have, anything, any pain that we're carrying, any trauma that we're carrying, there is this ultimate reality of love that we can fall into. And it's the basis for for everything. And it's the basis, of course, for our human relationships. I mean, ideally, it's the yeah. basis for human relationships. Um, of course, there's there's more nuance there and, and, and layers, but that's ultimately what it's all about uh, for me. And so I, I love, I love love. And yeah. um, <laughs> I think as women, we, we really love love. I think this is one of these things that, um, you know, resonates so deeply with us when we are little girls, like we love the fairy tales, we love that, you know, and say what you will about Disney, sure, there may be some flaws within <laughs> like traditional Disney fairy tales, but I think there is so much beauty there. And it resonates with such a deep part of who we are, because we know that there is this ultimate reality of like love and union and that's the ultimate reality yeah so. yeah I, I I I agree with everything you say <laughs> it's like you're taking the thoughts and the words right out of my brain and saying them yeah so I um the the other thing that for me I I have huh I get I get kind of like oh a little frustrated about it because the way that we tend to talk about love or interpret love, especially as it relates to re relationships, um, is often conditional love. And from my oh. perspective, like the stance that I'm taking is that love by definition is unconditional. If it's not unconditional, it's not love. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? unconditional love like there's only one there's only yeah. one love and it is unconditional and so if it's if it if there are conditions and you know which is I was about to say an expectations um of course we have expectations when we enter into agreements especially partnerships loving marriages and things of this nature of course we have expectations based on agreements right but but when we sort of withhold love or only give love or trade love if you will for you know tit for tat and this and that it's not yeah. that's not actually love we're in, we're doing yeah. something else it ain't love yeah what are your thoughts? that's a really really great point yeah I mean it's more like a transact like like you said like a tit for tat transactional type of relationship which you know I think there is to some degree like you know I'm 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 always dancing with this because I feel like there is there is a certain amount of like roles that we take, like human roles that we take um, within relationships, especially when we're in relationship with a man, right? There are certain like sort of like roles that we play as husband and wife or man and what, you know, man and woman, all mm -hmm. of these things. And you could say that in some way that maybe is a little bit tit for tat or a little bit transactional, um, or it's a little bit like, you know, give and take or whatever. It depends on how you look at that. Um, so I think that is a little bit of the nature of human love is that there are sort of certain roles that we take on, but at the same time, if that's not rooted, if it's just like role mates, mm -hmm. like versus soulmates, like, yes. I like I that. it's very superficial. It's, and it does become transactional and it becomes like, oh, but what can I get from you? Right. What can I take from you? It's almost like this extractive nature mm. um, that I think we can fall into as women that takes us out of our of our fundamental nature which is love right which is to be love um so I think there's a balance I think there's you know I'm coming to this point of like yes it can be useful to have like you know my husband says like you wife me husband like there's something like, like beautiful and like primal about that 
And at the same time, if that's not rooted in love, if that's not rooted in a basic, like just genuine love and appreciation and respect mm -hmm. for and, and devotion to one another, then that's, again, it becomes just like these superficial boxes that we're playing in or these superficial parts that we're playing that isn't actually rooted in anything transcendental or anything bigger or anything higher right and so yeah I feel like it's a balance between the human and the divine always and the other one I think I like I, I think there's something I think absolutely what you're saying is true is that like it's not love if it's not if it's conditional it's not love right that's mm -hmm. that's somehow falling short of like the ideal of true love and yet I think as humans we just we fall, we sometimes fall short, right? So I think it's a beautiful aspiration to have of like, I want to love my partner unconditionally. I want to love my husband unconditionally. And that's something I, I strive to every single day. Absolutely. Um, giving him grace, giving him graciousness, giving, you know, forgiving the past, all of these things, and just coming back to that fundamental core of love. And like, you know, we all know in human relationships, sometimes we fall short and that's our, you know, the humanity aspect of, of human relationships is that they are imperfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they don't have to be perfect in order to be, to be good. Right. Right. To work. Right. Right. I am. Um, I absolutely agree. And to your point, you're right. There are, there's, there's the unconditional love of the divine. There is that love that we are that underlies or is in fact, all yeah. <laughs> the illness, yeah, the, the isness is, is, is that love essence and we are also in human forms with an ego with a mind with a body yeah. with a reality of jobs and bills and things that you know all the things the desires and the wants and the fears and the and so it's this um it's this getting these two as uh, for me I'll just I'm speak for myself it's it's yeah. getting these two as close to alignment and it's a it's a it's a fluid alignment right but yeah. getting that the human relationship with myself and with another in as close of a proximity to that divine love that is there yeah. before I was here before after I'm gone it, it it just is it's who I am right and that's an ongoing process for myself of recognizing and realizing and and um, then projecting or manifesting in my world, in my body, in my business, yeah. in my relationships. And so it's this fluid dance of trying to find that. Hmm, let me extract the word trying to find. Yeah, let me just get that out of there and just stay. For me, it's that dance of, all right, let's, let's, let's dance. Every day is a dance of, of yes. you know, and so... My question yes. then is because you, you know, I have a history in this field, but I haven't been in the, in the, in the relationship and intimacy field for a while. So my question is for you, what do you, what do you, um, do your clients come to you with the, with the understanding or realization or desire potentially to have the relationship be like a vessel or a vehicle for their own, you know, awakening or, or realization? Is that something that you're seeing in your business? 
I don't know if I've ever heard anyone express it quite in those terms. I love that though. I mean, I think that is why one of the reasons why we we have relationships, right? Is because they they trigger us, they they cause us to grow, they cause us to evolve like immensely, right? I would say like my marriage has been in some ways my greatest, you know, initiation as a as a person, as a woman. Um, but I I think that's more like people want. People want the result, right? People want the fairy tale. People want the experience, right? And they don't always recognize that there is an initiation that is involved in that that will put you through the ringer, right? It will bring up all your shit. It will bring up all your shadows. It will bring up all your triggers. It will bring up all your daddy issues or mommy issues or childhood wounding and stuff. And that for me is like such a beautiful part of being in a relationship, even if we don't feel like it is. Because it brings up so many opportunities for us to to love more and to love ourselves more and to love our beloved more and to um, love life more and and trust in in the ultimate goodness and the ultimate reality, which is love. So, I I think that's a very tantric perspective that you're speaking <laughs> to, which is really beautiful. Um, I don't know if I've had any clients who are like, I want to enter this relationship as this like you know, portal or this vessel of my own soul evolution. Mm -hmm. I think most people want the fairy tale, but they don't realize that the fairy tale, they, that ecstatically ever after thing, which is what my brand is called, mm -hmm. um, is going to involve a lot of wicked witches and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, Trolls under the bridge and, you know, evil king, tyrants, kings or whatever, like these yeah. aspects of our psyche that we ultimately encounter, that we encounter within ourselves and we encounter out there in the world. And I think that's what human relationships do. And, and that is, you know, you could say that's the, the heroine's journey of divine yeah. love is like, is being able to heal these pieces and integrate these pieces and love these pieces back to wholeness. And mm -hmm. so we, become less fragmented we become more whole we become more loving towards ourselves and and our beloved and everyone and so it's sort of like it's the unglamorous side <laughs> of this work and yet I think it's probably it's the gold right it's it's that is the the initiation that probably we all came here for right as souls to experience yeah yeah what would you say um so you mentioned, you know, people want that fairy tale result. What yeah. are the kind of things that they're that your clients are saying they want? Um, like in other words, do people come to you with like, oh, you know, we're having trouble communicating and we really need help overcoming this barrier? Or like, what are the kind of things that they that I'm I'm curious these days yeah. what people because you and I are sort of in a and I say this with all humility we're in sort of an advanced class of coaching and and supporting people that are 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 typically at a higher level of self-awareness or a personal personal success things of that nature so i'm curious what the wants and desires or the flip mm -hmm. side right what are the problems that people are wanting to overcome um that you're seeing nowadays Yes. So I would say that a lot of women have an experience with men of like men falling short in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Men not. I got that experience. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I understand, right? Because I think there is something around like, there is an, 
you know, women and, and men evolved in different ways and in different, like definitely we're different in that ways. And yet I think there is some truth to the fact that like we, as women, we've done more personal development work because we tend to be more uh, interior focused. We tend to be sort of like more inwardly focused. Men tend to be more outwardly focused. So I notice men are more around like, yeah, I'm going to have this like big entrepreneurial career and whatever. And like, um, go on this sort of external hero's journey. And so I think a lot of women are like, oh, but why Why doesn't he meditate every day? Why doesn't he do Joe Dispenza meditations every day? <laughs> why isn't he, you know, why isn't he going to this like yoga retreat with me? And so I think a lot of women come to me feeling like men are falling short or, you know, there's no good men or there are like, she's so spiritually evolved and like, wh- why isn't he... And I think the thing that we have to realize, Colette, is that like we evolve differently as, you know, men and women are different in, in a lot of ways. And men do tend to be more externally focused. Mm-hmm. They're not going to necessarily, and, and of course this is changing, like you are seeing more sort of emotional and like men embracing emotional intelligence as like a virtue and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, like my like the foundational, the core of my work, and it really goes back to that piece what you're talking about, like unconditional love. Like we need to understand and honor and respect and learn how to like appreciate men as like fundamentally different than us and like not better or worse, but different, right? And so that for me is like that unconditional love piece is like we need to stop judging him because he's not some like, you know, he's the muggle man like doing his you know, his, his, his life work in a different way, um, versus how it is that we, as women do it, when we tend to be more mystical, we tend to be more spiritual. We tend to be more intuitive. We tend to be more interior focused versus men tend to be more exterior focused. So I would say that's probably the number one reason why women come to me. It's like, I don't, I'm just like, he's not measuring up in some yeah. way. And I'm, I'm struggling with that. Yeah, yeah, I I can completely relate to that. And and as you're talking, I just it just kind of one of the things, just a little light bulb went off, which is why I love I love having these conversations. Uh, and I'm sure people watching this are going to have their light bulbs going off too. So um, I actually don't want a partner who is as inwardly focused as I am (laughs) or as mystical as I am. I want a manly man, manly, like quotes, manly man, right? Like I want a man who is a little bit more primal and, and, and Mm -hmm. like the, the, I'm thinking of like, just archetypically, archetypically speaking, like if I am, you know, from a tribal perspective, if I am staying close to home and, and, and feathering the nest and cooking the food yeah. and making sure the fire stays stoked while he's out there hunting that motherfucking animal to bring home yeah. and ripping it apart yeah. and bringing me the food and, you know, and I'm getting chills just thinking about that. Like, that's a turn on for me. And I'm obviously yeah. being very <laughs> basic in my in my description here, but um, that is there's there's a balance to that talk about that going back to that dance right of proximity not that perfect like oh we're the exact same we love everything the exact same we have the same level of intelligence we have the same level of emotional intelligence we have the same spiritual belief now does there have to be a foundation for it all to like to to get on the floor and, and start dancing absolutely 
But there is something about that tribal balance, you know? Exactly. I love the way you say that. Yeah. I mean, I think we, it's, it's funny too, because like as consciousness is evolving and it is, and we're sort of, you know, many of us are awakening to higher consciousness or whatever you want to call that. I, I feel like sometimes we inadvertently, you know, leave that primalness behind that like you know you husband me wife like that like like the like caveman aspects of ourselves which are our survival instincts right so I feel like that is really it's important to keep those intact and again it's again it's about embracing our humanity as well as our divinity because it's like we uh, we are going to relate to our man our beloved not just through like a cosmic sort of making love in the cosmos or the quantum or like beyond this dimension it's like there's a very like there's a rootedness there's a realness there's a groundedness which comes from that like primitive primal way of relating which is which is so much about like you know how he smells to us and you know does he make us feel safe like Mm -hmm. can I like lean into like protect like his protection like these are all things that we are actually like factoring into discernment a lot when we are choosing a man, right? Without even realizing it, even mm-hmm. as we're like, super spiritually evolved, whatever. So I feel like it's it's really important, even as we kind of ascend as a collective of humanity, that we don't leave behind these primitive primal aspects of our being of like masculinity and femininity. And of course there's so much range within that. It doesn't have to be this like limited box of like really, really rigid, like going back to the 1950s, you know, like we have to be housewives at home cooking all the time. There's like a lot of play within that, but, but at the same time, we don't want to abandon, in my opinion, these, like these primitive primal ways of relating because that Mm. is, that is what creates that beautiful dance of the masculine and feminine that I think we all desire as women. Yeah. Yeah. I know I do. Uh, And I can only speak for myself, even though I have had many, many, many conversations with, uh, with, with couples and individuals in on the topic of connection, communication is a huge one. And then the expression of self in relationship intimate, especially intimately, uh, with one another, and but uh, but again, speaking for myself, there's um, uh, I one of the the one of the dance moves that I'm perfecting to use my metaphor, right? That dance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the dance moves that I'm perfecting is because I ha- I am so fiercely independent and self sufficient yeah. and. Um, all of these things. And I have a strong masculine energy, but I also have a very strong feminine energy. I mean, everything, you know, in, in, that if you came into my world, you're like, oh, it's so feminine and comforting and, 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 and luxurious. And I'm like, uh-huh, that's, that's all me. And there, I, I can also be very direct. Um, and so when it, which, which, um, not that I'm going to dampen that also part of me down but it's also it's it's the recognition of of opening space and sort of sitting back and and allowing someone to come a man to come to me and and to and to and to celebrate that 
you know, forward movement on his part. And um, because my my question, I'll get to a question in a second. So I'm I'm sort of stumbling through this. Um, like I said, I'm perfecting the dance move. I don't have it perfected yet. <laughs> but, um, but so do you, what would you say to someone like me? What would you say to me as far as that? Like, I know I want that man, the masculine man, again, just to use some basic terminology, I want that provider, protector, you know, strong, capable, obviously, we got to be able to communicate about emotions and shit too. But I want that man to claim me. So what would you say to me, knowing what I just shared with you about I've got I've got strong, intense, masculine energy in my world and and self-sufficiency is a thing for me as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to shame self-sufficiency in women. I think I'm sort of getting over this idea where it has to be really black and white, or it's like either I'm this like damsel in distress and I need a man, or it's like I'm hyper independent and I don't need a man. I think there's a again, there's a balance here that it's 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 nuanced. So I think that self-sufficient part of us, and I have that too. Like I'm very, I can like, I wouldn't say I'm a very like I wouldn't define myself as having like a strong masculine side but I have a strong sovereign side like I can entertain myself for hours without needing my husband's help or like I can like go out and like you know make money or like whatever but like it's not again I never feel like I'm really leaving maybe there's like a young aspect to my being but I'm never I don't really identify so much being masculine but I but I definitely have a lot of sovereignty in my life and I don't think that's a bad thing right so I think a lot of the polarity teachings um really do and again I'm going to start <laughs> breaking some of these sacred cows in the <laughs> in the uh in the polarity space but sometimes I feel like it 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 calls for a certain level of like codependency that I don't think is actually healthy so it's like it's either like we're like super in this like masculine feminine like all the time like we're like really, really rigid in these roles. Like I have to be super feminine and super girly and super whatever all the time in order to like be in union with a masculine man. I think there's more flexibility and flow within that again. I'm not about like hyper rigidity because I think it sort of tenses us up and like it causes us to worry if we're doing something wrong and it causes us to be like uh, almost like over overly like dependent on our partner for everything but I think it's good to also be dependent on our partner for some things right so like emotional safety physical safety you know you know we're in these human bodies for a reason we're I believe we're meant to have human relationships right with somebody who's other than us so again I would say don't throw away that side of you that side of you has served you and then maybe look at where that side of you may be inadvertently causing a little bit of a wall. So I think that side of us is very, very useful in terms of being autonomous, living the life we want to live and making it happen out there in the world. And sometimes what we do, we kind of take up his space inadvertently. So Mm -hmm. I would say that is like realizing, like recognizing it's something you can even feel into your body is like, when you're in the presence of the ma- a masculine man, can you like lean back, like you were saying, and like create space? Can you create a vacuum? Can you create a void for him to step into, for him to fill and like tap into the vulnerability of your own heart and the longing of your own heart and perhaps even a sense of like, yeah, like 
I'm, I'm a human woman, even though I may be an alpha female, like I, I'm also a human soft feminine woman and I need you. Right. And like, not necessarily the first man who comes out of the gate. Right. But there's, there's an element where men, I believe, and I don't think this is just a codependency thing. I think men need to feel needed. Yeah. They need to feel like they matter. They need to feel like they're valued. They need to feel like they have a purpose um, beyond just like arm candy or whatever, right? <laughs> so I think there is, there's a, again, there's a dance here. It doesn't have to be so all or nothing. Like I have to be, to throw away this part of myself. Or I have to throw away this independent part of myself. Like that independent part of you will serve you in your relationships because it's going to keep you from getting into this like hyper codependent, like, you know, state, which I've seen a lot of women fall into, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, if he's not doing all of these things, if he's not perfect, if he's not this, if he's not that, if he's not being acting like the father that I never had, um, or whatever, then we, then we get really projecty onto him. And we're like, then again, it's like, he's never enough. We start focusing on his shortcomings. Right. But if we can entertain ourselves, if we're good at like finding ourselves, our own bliss and yeah, following our own bliss and like being in that space of sovereignty within ourselves, I think that can serve us immensely in our relationship. So I wouldn't say it's either or you have to give up. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I agree. And again, you said something that just hit a light bulb for me. And that was, you know, the, 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 the idea of sort of sitting back and letting him come to me and letting there be a void that he, that he can and wants to fill. And even like, even when you say that there's, there's a thing in me, the ego intellect part of me, um, that doesn't like the idea of there being a void, right? Um, it feels, it feels it like, it feels like, um, feels kind of edgy. It feels uncomfortable. It feels uncertain. And so, sure. um, but the way that you, that, the way that you just said that is like, oh, now, like prior to this conversation, the idea of having a void to fill would feel incredibly uncomfortable and I would I would go to work filling it (laughs) but the way that you just described it it made I just sort of softened and went and you followed that up with like let him fill it or something like that and like acknowledging that longing that's there's space there and so um I hear you say that and I go oh well yeah that I haven't had the space the void for someone to fill, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it kind of goes against the, like, you know, the, the idea. And I know that this is not, we're, we're not talking about like exact black and white terminology here. In other words, I show up whole and yes. at the same time, simultaneous, there can be a void there that yes. is, is, is currently filled with desire or longing. And that's for him to you know, come into and fill and, and, and all of that. So that, that resonated with me. I'm so glad. Yeah. And it it can feel edgy. Right. But it's also like, it's, I think it's a part of who we are, right. As, as women, especially we don't have to think about void in terms of lack or something bad or something like, Oh, there's something bad or evil here. It's more just like, Oh no, there's like a void. Like there's a hunger. There's a longing that my heart, my human feminine woman heart, like 
longs for and that's there's a tenderness there which is so beautiful and so you know it's it's for me that's like what it's about you know <laughs> but again we don't have to be in this like pining or yearning or desperation stage which it can also fall into so that void space right. can be in shadow that void space right. can be that desperation or that oh my god i feel incomplete i feel so unwhole within myself i have all of these things that you know i feel deficient in and therefore i'm i'm like longing or pining for something outside of myself to fill that void like that's not the kind of void i'm talking about right there's like right. a there's like a delicious void and then there's like a really unhealthy void so it's like yeah. falling into the right space yeah 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 it's the perception of these terms that we're using and and the you know because there are i mean i i brought up what i brought up in terms of like oh it like you use the word lack void doesn't necessarily have to mean lack but that's the way that we tend to relate to that word and there's sure. a lot of you know the conversations that are and conditioning in our experience that is pointing to that singular interpretation or definition of the word but we're expanding it here and I think tell me if I'm wrong that's a lot of what you do with people is expand this sort of singular perspective to enhance the experience so that things like void and longing and desire and um, yeah. can be seen in a new way and actually harnessed and used and 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 put to work for the fairy tale outcome yeah exactly yeah words you know words are container for meaning but like what what meaning do we mean right like when i say the word void you may have a different reaction than somebody else when i speak the word void right or for me like void has a number of different reactions in my own body or responses uh, like felt sense that is elicited in my own body around or scarcity or like deliciousness so yeah I think that's it's it's words obviously are challenging because they are you know they're containers for energy right mm -hmm. um and yet that energy is is communicated differently like I'm just what I'm trying to say is that like words have like words fall short of like yeah. the energy that wants to be expressed through them mm -hmm. as you know I'm sure yeah yes yes and which is why I think communication is so significant, being able to understand our own meaning of words when we speak them, what we mean, what's the meaning behind the word or the intention behind the word or the desire behind the word or the fear behind the word that we're, that words that we're using and being able to suss that out, especially in relationship, because two people could have two very different interpretations and experiences of one word. And I'm saying something yeah. and I mean something and you're hearing something else. And so we're just like at odds and that's um, a difficult place to be in. Uh, yes. But it can be overcome. Great. And, and so what, in terms of communication and like you said, words or container that convey energy and things of that nature, what is a is a big um, thing that you see as a barrier to communication? Um, do you mean in like specifically in romantic relationships between men and women, or in general? Yeah, that's a great question. Go general. Let's let's expand this conversation a little bit. What do you see as a, a barrier to communication between people? 
Yeah. I mean, I think what you were saying in terms of like what, you know, I think there's a lot of really, just a lot, let me take a second here. I've never really thought about this. I've never really formulated this thought before. Um, I think a lot of the time we as women specifically, or probably as humans will say things but we are not actually feeling them. Mm. So there's some sort of like in, there's like an energetic incoherence or like a misalignment with what it is that we're saying and what it is that we're meaning or actually sort of the, the frequency that we're vibrating in that, that there's an incongruency. And so I think that's one of the places where we get tripped up is like, you know, in, in relationships or something like that. Um, the words I, you know, I miss you, for example, it can be, it could sound like really, maybe we're just like wanting to like show that we care or that we are, are, are feeling vulnerable and we like miss our partner, right? Like we want to be with him, but it comes out in this sort of like complaining, accusatory, accusatory, Mm -hmm. you're falling short, you're not doing this thing enough. And like, Missy, like, like this sort of like whiny, complaining thing, right? And so that's not ultimately what we're wanting to say. What we're wanting to say is like, I miss you. Like, I love you, right? Like, you matter mm-hmm. to me. Versus, why aren't you showing up? Why aren't you doing this? What's wrong with you? So, men, a lot of the time, just go back to relationships for a second. Men, a lot of the time, they'll hear our energy more than our words. They will feel our energy more than our words. And this is, why I say that like 90% of our communication with men is energetic. I mean, that's probably true across the board. 90% of our communication is energetic period. Like we can say all the right words and do all the right things and, you know, say all the right words on the dating app or whatever, like all of the little, like, like the one-liner text messages that you're supposed to say in order to get a man to claim you or whatever. It's like, but if we're coming from an energy of neediness or coming from an energy of trying to to fill the void in sort of a negative way Mm -hmm. or we are coming from that space of like desperation or we're coming from a place of manipulation he's gonna feel that right like men are very intuitive way more so than we give them credit for so (laughs) just like if you're energetic in the energy of vulnerability if you're in the energy of you know love if you're in the energy of trust if you're in the energy of faith and you're in the energy of respect and admiration for him it's sort of like it almost doesn't even matter what you say because your energy is going to communicate more powerfully than your words i think this is one of the most powerful places for us as women to embrace is actually our silence mm. which is crazy right because we love <laughs> we as women we love we love to talk and we love to yeah, talk we about do. And yet we can communicate so much through our stillness and our silence and our, our energy are the embodiment of the energy that we want to express versus always needing to, to, I mean, I'm definitely a talker myself, so you can probably tell from this podcast, but, um, but I also like to be like, kind of go into the stillness and the silence and let that be speak for itself. Yeah. I, b- beautiful. Well said. Brilliant. I agree. Um, and I think you and I probably, I'll speak for myself again. I, I, I spend a lot of time, maybe not a lot of time, but it's, it's as consistent as my morning cup of coffee. In fact, that's when I 
go in and center and connect and call it meditation, call it self-reflection or contemplation, whatever it is, that's where I um, connect or commune, if you will, with the love I am. And my intention is that that sort of sets the pace for the day and so that I can show up from, you know, communicating, emanating, if you will, that love I am in everything I do. But so is that a a thing for you too? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely, I would say I spend a lot of time in sort of like contemplative silence if if you want to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I, what I would call it. Um, but for those who don't roll like that, like I know a lot of my clients are, you know, quote unquote high achievers and they get up and they get busy, like out the door at five 30 to go work out and, you know, hustle and they're, 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 they maybe don't have the same practices or have the same, um, tendencies that you and I, again, I'll speak for myself have just effortlessly stepped into and honored, right? So they're maybe even built a different way. So for those that don't spend that time in quiet contemplation, what would you, how would you guide them to being able to, 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 to source that sense of love from self to then be able to emanate it, communicate it in verbally or non-verbally? Yeah. I mean, that's such a great question. I mean, I feel like there's like this simple practice of like putting your hand on your heart or like just breathing into your heart space and like feeling, like feeling what you're saying, like coming from the heart space, like sourcing. And I know a lot of us kind of, and I definitely do this too, is like kind of speak from the head and sort of like speak from the brain and like, you know, we can get very heady a lot of the time, but like even just taking a breath before you speak or like feeling into your heart, like breathing into your heart, like putting your hand on your heart. Mm -hmm. It shifts your energy very fast and we don't have to like take, you know, we don't have to meditate. We don't have to necessarily spend an hour doing, you know, contemplative practices or anything like that, being nuns or monks or anything like that. (laughs) We, We can simply, you know, tap into the energy of our heart and then like source our words and source our meaning and our source our like what it is that we wish to convey from a different state of being versus the the headspace or the autopilot space or the you know I'm just saying the words but I'm not feeling it or I'm not meaning it right mm-hmm. so something as simple as like breathing into your heart is is so powerful I love that I that is so accessible and instant right hand on the heart one breath and it like shifts even if I'm all jacked up in my head and about to like tell you what's wrong, <laughs> I, can, yes, exactly. I, can, I, I can, I can get here instantly and, yes. and have compassion or just a, just a moment, just a shift in tone, just a tiny little shift can change yes. everything. I love that for sort of an actionable, you know, suggestion. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my, my pleasure. Yeah. And we can, again, coming from the head, we're sort of coming from that problem solving mode and we approach our man from that space. He, again, it's that you're not enough, right? You need to do this differently. You need to fix this or you need to be different in these ways. And like, that is just, it's, it's breaking the fundamental law of, of the masculine feminine, which is like 
respect, right? Like men need respect, like we need, like they need oxygen, truly, truly, truly. And so it can be such a shift because we're not coming from a space of you, but we're coming from a space of I. Mm. We're coming from a space of I feel. I'm, we're coming from a space of I would love. We're coming from a space of I desire or I like, like it's an I space, which yeah. it's about us versus about him. And men are always wanting to make us happy. They're always wanting to provide us with the desires of our heart. But yeah. usually we're just cock blocking them. Like yes. majority of the time, we're just like cock blocking yeah. them from, from actually fulfilling their, their job as, as providers and, and the generous, incredible givers, selfless givers that they are because we're focused on the you versus the I. Oh, such profound and succinct statement. And that, I mean, if, if anybody watching this, if that's the only thing you take away from this, you just got a giant gold nugget, right? Like it's, it's, and it's so true, right? If we can just turn that attention toward this is my thought my feeling my desire my wish my want my longing right yes. and, and and own it right so rather than the projection and the yeah. as our as our ego is designed to do see the problem so the problems need to be solved and if we're in yeah. our head that's yeah. the place we're like projecting problem that needs solving and it's a projection yes. it's an outward you know, outwardly directed. And so how is that going to be received? As you stated, it's the opposite of the respect and the invitation to yeah, our, our our partner, our man. And going back to this idea, this metaphor of that dance, like, oh, is there anything more delicious or divine than dancing with an intimate partner? And there's, I mean, yes, okay, like, there's a lot of shit that we like to do, but come on, how yeah. delicious oh my God. Yes. is so it? True. Yeah, so true. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that for us, again, we're working with somebody meant who's who's other than us right who's different than us and he he needs to be treated as such of course there are similarities as well there's there is there are other there's compatibility as well as like complementary qualities so that is something that we always want to come back to consider is like when I'm focused on myself I'm focused on my own desires I'm focused on my own feelings I'm focused on my own joy I'm focused on my own bliss I'm focused on my own heart I'm focused on my own needs and and I, I let him be him. Mm -hmm. I call this like staying on our side of the street, staying in our lane, not going over onto his, we're going to have a happy relationship life. Yeah. And this is what I'm so passionate about because it's like, we, as women, we hold those keys truly, yeah. truly. And it's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes the reorientation and a retraining and a re like a remembrance of what actually we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you nailed it on the head when you said remembering who we are, right? Because that, that, that one thing alters, shifts, um, aligns just about everything else. And to your point about um, my pleasure, my desire, my joy, my peace, right? There can be a tendency to see that as like selfish or self-centered. I remember when I was 
you know, they're, they're, well, even still when I'm working with my clients, that the idea or that, again, the definition of that word, so self at center, so self with a capital S, when we, yes. when we put our self at center, when we focus on our joy, our pleasure, our, you know, yes. uh, everything, it's by nature, this is where that unconditional love comes back into play, by nature, it's, yes. it's an inclusive, inviting, yes. you know, experience. It's not an exclusion, yes. right? That's that's the du- yeah. the duality of the ego, seeing separate and pr- problems to solve, barriers to put up to protect and all of that. That's not what we're talking about here. That's certainly not what you were referring to when you were saying like yeah. seeing this as your own. And it is it is by nature an invitation and it is unconditionally loving and divine and inclusive um yes and so, I'm trying to something on that I don't yeah. want to you know cut you off but like going no. back to what you're saying around being an independent woman that there are certain aspects of that that are actually really really healthy the fact that we can self-source we can that we find our own joy we can focus on our own pleasure we're like we're we're not going to be like clingy and needy and desperate with a man to fulfill that. Yes, there are maybe some places where we can create a little bit more void space for him to step in. That's that, you know, beautiful dance of of masculine and feminine. But for us to be able to source within ourselves with a capital S, it sets the tone for a thriving relationship. Because if we're happy, I know it's such a cliche, but like happy wife, happy life. It's so true. If we're in our joy, if we're in our radiance, if we're having fun, if we're in our pleasure, if we're in our bliss, it's like, he's going to feel successful. He's going to feel like he's not a failure as a man because we're walking around like a miserable wretch. So it's like, it's so important for us to prioritize that self-care, right? If selfish feels you know, if it feels selfish, just think about it. Like this is, this is me resourcing myself in order to be able to be like my best self, my highest self, my, my most, you know, thriving self that everyone else also gets benefit from. Yeah. 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 And just that little tweet from the, the word selfish and its connotation to the word self-focus. Um, yes. And 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 see when you see when you say the word self focus, think of it capital S, right? It's that divine self. soul. Self, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it shifts the whole energy of that activity if it's taking time to sit quietly in self in, in contemplation yeah. or going for a walk or stepping away from an argument or whatever it may be. Um, it actually yeah. will serve self and other the union right absolutely in in magical ways like not ways that necessarily make logical sense like that's the thing it doesn't need that's all back in the head all the ego the you know the linear problem solving stuff that it loves to do um but when we're talking about divine love and union and 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 really having a a magical relationship you got to let the magic in. You got to let the heart in. You yeah. got to let the heart lead um, yeah. to some degree in the dance. Absolutely. I think a lot of us still, we have a lot, especially as women, we still have a lot of like martyrdom programs yeah. to let go of. The sacrificial self, like, sorry, my dog is making really cute sounds. <laughs> I wish you can hear it. Um, 
like the sacrificial self. I need to martyr myself. I need to give myself up. I need to, um, I need to somehow sacrifice myself at the altar of him or the altar of my family or the altar of like, this is not becoming of us. This is not true feminine power. This is actually more of a masculine form of power because you could say like men, there is maybe a sacrificial giving nature of, of mm. the masculine that sort of allows him to be the hero that allows him to go out and hunt that allows him. But like for us as women, when we do that, we deplete ourselves, we deplete ourselves and we lose ourselves. And this is why I have a lot of women coming to me being like, I lost myself in my marriage. I'm like, why did you lose yourself? What happened? Yeah. Cause that didn't like, what is the, what is the, uh, the false program in there? A lot of the times it's this martyrdom. Okay. Okay. That's a great point. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it that way, that the losing of self is through that self-sacrifice, which is, you're right, that is, um, that's rampant for a lot of women, moms. Um, yes. Yeah. And so that's one of the things to look at, I imagine, and to examine and to, and to, and to, and to, to love and to heal. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. We've touched on a lot of things here. Um, And I I, want to get to know just a little bit about you personally, if you're willing to to get naked with me. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um, What, what would you say is the, the, the most delicious, wonderful thing that you get to do in your, we'll, we'll put it into the relationship since that's what we've been focused on here. What's the most delicious thing that, that what lights you up about your relationship? There we go. Yeah. So I would say recently I've really stepped into this like truth that like Mike and one of my teachers, Laura Doyle, who's an amazing relationship coach, marriage coach. And I've really been deeply influenced by her work because she's incredible. Um, But one of the things that I've realized is that like my desires are a North star for our relationship. And again, it's not like just my selfish desires of like, oh, let's go, you know, eat all the chocolate here. And and again, this is, I'm sure, you know, like reconciling our relationship with our own desires, a whole journey, but our, our, our desires really are like, this is so much of, of the, the magic that makes up a relationship and giving the opportunity to fulfill my desires and to make me happy and like provide the desires of my heart. Like this is so much, there's so much richness here. I mean, we got, we just finished this like incredible three month trip to Italy and we're going to be moving back at some point. And it's just like, that all started with a seed of my desire of like, I I would love like, not an old school brat way, like I want to go to Italy. It's like, I would love to go to Italy and then just letting it go. And then like letting him, like take the lead on that. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's so magical. Like we, our desires, like, are there like the, like he's got the frame, right? He provides the frame of the house and our desires, like this furniture that that decorates and and creates all this color and beauty and richness in the relationship. So I would say that's, that's the biggest, like, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And Thank you for sharing that. And if you can help more couples create, you know, their version of that, like how much richer and more wonderful 
will this world be? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my intention for sure. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, anything that we haven't touched on that you think would be uh, a pertinent to, to bring up in this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I want to say that you, we as women, we hold the keys to our romance relationships. We hold so much of the power and we get to choose like whether our relationships thrive or not. And we have so, so much power that we don't even realize it's our feminine power, you know, that so many of us have been afraid of for so long. And so it's, it's just an invitation into an ownership of that. It's not an egoic thing. It's not a selfish thing. It's just a, it's a God given bestowed thing that we, we want to be able to step into and embrace and trust that like, this is, there's so much potency there for us to remember. Yeah. I, 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 again, once again, I completely agree. And if, if we, if we layer the tantric philosophy onto what you just said, right, there's the Shiva and the, and the Shakti and Shakti is that movement. It's the desire. It's the bringing of the allness, the infinite into form it through our, through our emotion, through our desire, through our bodies, through our articulating of those desires right and um and and it's and it's all so perfect it's such a wonderful thing that we get to experience as human beings and as women um so yeah I I agree with you and I'll speak for myself once again I for the longest time the fear of my own power in its in you know in whatever way I'm directing that in relationship and business and you know showing yeah. up on stage wherever uh the fear of my own power was the thing that held me back and 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 has held me back at every stage of my evolution um and it's the thing that is is I'm I'm coming into now is my my full power and an aspect of that full power is that softening the receptivity, yes. the sitting yes. down and, 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 and holding back, you know what I mean? Not, not holding back out of force, but out of love and longing and desire. Yes. So, so good. It is, it is, it is. And I, I imagine there are a lot of other women um, like myself at this stage of their lives and I'm, I'm single. Right. And so it's, um, it's, a, it's the, it's the stepping into the power, stepping into the true and fullness of my feminine power. Um, yes, gorgeous. At, and, and, and that softness that is there too. <laughs> yes. And it's yes. not weakness. The softness, the, and, the softness is the power, right? Like that is the, it's like, that is the power. Like that is the potency. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm learning that. that. I'm learning that. <laughs> well, this has been incredible. Um, what would you like to invite people to to you know further get to know you, work with you, whatever that might be? Of course, yeah. So I have um, a probably the best way to reach me is a Facebook group. I have a free Facebook group um, called the Kingdom of Lavish Love, mm-hmm. and you can just go on Facebook group or Facebook and search that. Um, it'll show up, and I think I'm the only one. So you can just uh, just you know join it. Um, and then yeah, I have multiple programs. I have multiple 
ways to work with me, whether you are single and you're wanting to call in your person or whether you are already in a relationship or already married and you're wanting to, um, I don't really like the word save your marriage, but you're wanting to bring your marriage into a state of, of everything that it could be, right? Mm. Um, that is also something I do with, with women. So you can just find out more information in, in that group. And yeah, yeah, I regularly share, share, yeah. you know, my offerings in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and everything is so poignant and potent and beautiful that you share. And, um, ecstatically ever after you said that at the start of the conversation and it has it has stayed with me um what does ecstatically ever after mean to you mm. wow you know in the bible there's this line going from glory to glory to glory that for me that's like what it is it's like going from <laughs> you know and i think we as women we're kind of insatiable, right? It's like, and sometimes I feel like we can we can beat up on ourselves about that. We have big desires. We want a lot. And and when we learn how to come into right relationship with our own desires and not like be in this like desperate, like, oh my God, I need this to happen tomorrow or else. It's like we can be in this beautiful dance with the the fulfillment of our desires, the longing for our desires, like allowing ourselves to go from peak to peak to peak to peak, kind of like the the female orgasm can go on and on and on and on. It doesn't have to be, you know, this peak and then crash or this like, you know, it's, it's, it's expansive. It's oceanic. It's, it's like, I truly believe that life is supposed, it's, it's meant to be good. It's meant to be a fairy tale. It's meant to be magical and it can be and it is, but we have to like get out of our own way, like in yeah. a major way. Yes, girl. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> and that's the fun of the game. That's the game of life. Like that's the whole the point. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, Claudia. This has been, I mean, we could continue the conversation, but let's just wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up for now. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, my absolute pleasure. Um, and you know, as you know, let's get naked is a brand new podcast. So as as it evolves, we'll have to have you back, and we'll continue this conversation or elevate it to a whole new place. Who knows where we'll go? Um, but I really am so appreciative for you joining me here and sharing your brilliance and your beauty and your perspective and your wisdom. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Colette. And thank you so much for doing, hosting this and, and just having this as a forum available. And I, I love these, these kind of deep quantum energetic conversations. I know that's your, your area of mastery. And I'm just, I so, you know, just acknowledge and, and honor your wisdom and everything that you're doing as well. And I think it's so, so important that we have these conversations in this incredible time that we're all living in. So yes. Agreed, sister. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Right. Thanks for Take joining care. us. Bye-bye.